Welcome to the first episode of our podcast Football Extra. I hope you'll have an amazing time hearing us out as we'll delve deep into the transfers that have been completed last week. Chandra will be my fellow team member who will be joining me. So let's go and look at the first transfer that was completed. Alessandro Florenzi finally gets his loan move completed to PSG. After having a disastrous season with Roma, lasting with just 12 appearances and having a less than 800 league minutes in Valencia, his injury-prone nature is sure to be blamed. Though his defensive action numbers were slightly better than his Roma days in 2019-2020, he had no goal involvement in La Liga. Will his injury-prone nature sideline him again or will he be an improvement on Bernat? Let's find what Chandra has to say about this. Over to you. First of all, it's a loan move. Based on the last season, Bernat is obviously a better player. Bernat played almost every game. He had 4 assists compared to Florenzi's one that too in his time in Roma. He is good offensively as well as defensively. Bernat's 2.3 tackles per game is double of that of Florenzi's and his 1.2 clearance is also good enough. There is also option of Kurzawa for the left back spot who recently renewed his contract with PSG. So I don't see Florenzi starting. Well, coming back to our next transfer, it is Sandro Tonali. He has completed his move to AC Milan on a loan, with an option to buy for 25 million next year. He was a star of Serie A before the COVID situation came in, which even led to comparisons with the likes of Andreas Pirlo. But his form slightly dropped since then. His overall numbers are quite good, with 1.9 key passes per game, and contributing to almost seven assists. He also scored a goal for the relegation side. With 1.1 tackles and 1.2 interceptions per match, it's not outright worldly, but it's quite good enough for a 20-year-old playing in relegated side. There were even rumors heard about Tonali moving to Inter, but Conte says that he wants Vidal. What I have to say about this? It sounds ridiculous to me. Going for a 33 years old rather than a 20 years old doesn't make any sense. But you know, it's Conte after all. He loves experienced players and that is quite evident from the recent transfer policy of Inter. If Tonali could have lived up to the hype, he would have been a future prospect for Inter both technically and financially. So next up, it's James Rodriguez. He's finally completed his deal to Everton. So can we call this the Ancelotti effect? Indeed, he's going to team up with James for the third time. Personally, he's a footballer I admire a lot. He's a natural upgrade over anyone in the midfield of Everton presently. He's averaging about 2.2 key passes per game since he joined Real Madrid, which is higher than anyone in the Everton squad. His defensive numbers are decent in comparison to his position, managing about 1.2 tackles per game, with 2.1 tackles per game coming through his last season. His breakthrough season in Ancelotti is probably his best season in his entire career. The Golden Boys scored 13 as well as assisting 13 goals in La Liga along with bagging a goal and a couple of assists in the Champions League. The sad part is the love story was not made in heaven. His brief spells in Bayern and Real were not that noticeable due to the lack of game time. Ayo finally finds a spark under Ancelotti again and turns the tables around. So will the new midfield trio of Everton make them the top four challengers? Let's see what Chandra has to say about this. I think not. This happens after every transfer window. Oh, Everton has got such a good team now and they'll challenge for the top 4 spot and <laughs> you know, then we see the results. The physicality of Ducouré and the holding capacity of Allen 
along with the creativity of Hamas, might put them in the top half of the table as usual. But I don't see them in the top four. Even top six is tough with the fierce competition in English football. So next up, we'll be discussing about the club record signing of Portuguese wonder kid Fabio Silva for Wolves. He's essentially a prodigy. Those who follow the Portuguese game have been hearing about him for almost two years now. This was confirmed when he became the youngest player to make his league debut for Porto in August of 2019. He even became the youngest goalscorer for the club. It's easy to forget that he's still just 18, as he has been on the Portuguese scene and impressing at various different levels for so long now. There's a huge ceiling when it comes to his potential, and the fact that he's already comes with albeit sparse senior experience both in Portuguese top flight and Europa League. Despite his youth is a testament to how highly rated he is. There will be a lot of disappointment among Porto fans that he's been sold so early on. Porto are used to seeing the players leave at a certain, very young age before they peak. But this is setting a new bar. At youth level, he has been stunning, pretty much at every age category. It's now the case of just translating his extraordinary potential and ability into senior stage which is just about to start. The question that begs to be answered is, why Wolves contains so many Portuguese? So let's hear what Chandra has to say about this. Are you aware of the fact that George Mendes is the agent of Nuno Espirito Santos, the coach of Wolves? He is the super agent of most off-flight players from Cristiano Ronaldo to Di Maria. He serves as a gateway for Portuguese talent to usher in the world. There are also rumours that he shares a great relation with the hierarchy of Wolves and have been seen attending their matches quite a number of times. That's the reason why Fools managed to get hold of so many Portuguese players. It's just an assumption though. Well, after discussing all the transfers that were completed last week, we will be concluding our podcast by discussing two things. First up, we have the transfer humour that fizzled out. Giroud dismisses his links to Juventus as he stated he's a Chelsea player and determined to challenge for the striker position and work with the new signing Timo Werner and go on and win more trophies for Chelsea. Next up, we have the transfer humour that will be completed by the next episode of our podcast. Chelsea is ready to sign Edward Mendy from League One side Reno. The costliest goalkeeper Kepa didn't live up to his expectations. He had a poor season with Chelsea, costing them a number of losses. Mendy, however, has been a consistent performer for French side. With 78.47 save percentage out of 74 shots, he even beats Liverpool's goalkeeper Allison in his title-winning campaign, who had a 72.2 save percentage with the same number of shots faced. So will Chelsea finally get back to title-winning ways with a string of signings? Well, this marks the end of our first podcast. If you have enjoyed this podcast and found it informative, do let us know by following it on whichever platform you are listening to. You can contact us on our Instagram handle mentioned in our description. Your love and support will be driving us forward in this podcasting journey. Until then, stay safe and spread love.